Cameron. Eh. I, I I was hesitant to tell this story, but I think I'm gonna anyways because it's kind of funny. Um, what's the opposite of hesitant? Uh, that's a good eager question. Tent. Huh? Eager tent. I'm eager tent to learn. I like that a lot. I don't know if that's true, but uh, eager tent should be a word. Um, I'm eager tent to open this beer. Yeah, I'm having a little bourbon. Tastes good. Okay, tell me your so, story. I met like the one construction worker who doesn't like swearing. And I found that out after I, I said a bad word around him. And he uh, he, he did not appreciate that. Um, I want to kind of set the scene a bit. And uh, so this is a guy, he, he resurfaces floors, like like concrete floors, stuff like that. So his get up. Okay, is I want to brace myself mentally for the story. Okay. The bad word, did it start with an N? No. And was his skin color different than yours? No, the bad word started with an F, and it ended okay, with a K. Okay, okay, go ahead and tell your story proper then. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to tell... Cameron, how, how, do you think so little of me? Yes. Okay, well, it's unfair, but it's also kind of fair. Um, So, he's, he re- resurfaces floors. So, th- this is kind of a skinnier dude. He's He's... It is probably late 50s. Uh, he's got thick boots on. He's got, like, really baggy, like, stiff cargo pants on tucked into the boots. Uh, he's got, like, a baggy shirt on. And then this is all held up with, like, really thick two-inch wide suspenders. Like, he's got these huge earphones on, to, you know, for protection. Like, all this stuff kind of makes sense because of what he's doing. But, like, he's also really small. And so he's, like, drowning in this, like, protective, stiff, thick clothing. And... I say this because he, he just kind of looks like a cartoon character. Like, he's got interesting character design. Um, so, th- this is what he looks like. And I have to ask him a question because we are just destroying a piece of uh, a flooring that we have to dig a drain. And it's like, hey, we're working on this. It's last minute. Can you come and, when we pour the concrete, you know, resurface the floor so it looks like it used to because you had did that for us about a month ago like we are we are we are fucking up your artwork sir and so heather's with me and i say this and uh he he gives me this disappointed look and he's like young man this is a this is a place of business we don't have to use that language we uh we can be professionals around here uh please show me where where the floor is right like i'm just like okay whoa uh and so i point and i think he's kind of busting my balls i'm not sure so I point at Heather and I go, well, I learned it from her, thinking that would be funny. And he gives, he, now he's like even more disappointed. And he's like, no, that, that, I know her. She's a sweetheart. She would never use language like that. And Heather's like, yeah, Chad, I don't, I don't use language like that. And so at this point, I've like weirdly dug myself into this hole. But we go over and, and, and show him the thing. And I'm just like trying to make this, this interaction end or whatever. And it, it, it shakes out. Everything's done. But Heather's got to, you know, come back over and then just bust my balls over this because, like, she's just like, oh, yeah, did you not know, like, he's, like, really old-fashioned, gets really upset about bad language, stuff like that. I was like, no, I, like, never talked to him. And so she's telling pretty much everybody in the company, well, like, I can't actually piss this guy off because he's the only dude that redoes our floors and he does them with, like, specific colors and whatnot, like, like color-matching he make he does a really good job. We, he, he's a contractor. We want we are friends with. Um, but this is this has just delighted her. It's very funny, and uh, so it comes up in a meeting today. And the people I'm working with 
a couple of them are like really surprised. Like, I didn't know you swore at all. And it's like, we've been working together for five years. How can you say that? I swear all the time. Um, and so they gave me this challenge. Like, I bet you can't, uh, can you not say the word fuck for the rest of the day or ever? And I was like, okay, we're not going ever because I'm going to, but I, I can stop swearing at work. I'm like, boom, it's like a light switch. It's off. And they're like, okay, we're going to do it too. They make it like four minutes before the F-bombs start flying again. And I made it the whole day without it. Um, and now that I've said this story, I actually don't know if it was entertaining or not, but it was like a big part of my day. Uh, and just like us policing each other on language because it was kind of funny. It's just one of those stupid things that happens at work, but also just the interaction I had with that guy doing the floors. Just, just, just palpable disappointment that I would use the word fuck around him and in front of Heather, who is a lady. You don't swear in front of ladies, Cameron. Okay. At my last job, I, it was the same thing where, like, I feel like I could be pretty professional, and then my my female bosses would always swear like sailors. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if they were doing that on purpose or if they just talked that way. Like, I couldn't tell how much of that was, like, an intentional decision that I'm going to I'm gonna show that I can also swear and keep up with everyone else. Because it's like, I could go through a day without swearing. It's not hard to do. Right, and it's not that, like, I it's uncontrollable, right? I don't have a problem. It's just, like, this is the environment that has encouraged it, and people talk it's this way. It's the language, it's, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm dealing with a plumber today, and that in, interaction ends. He's like, oh, is Doug still working there? And I was like, yeah, he's still working here. He's like, okay, next time you see Doug, you tell him to go fuck himself. He'll know what that means. And so it's like, half the people I work with are like that, right? And so then you get someone that's the complete opposite, and it's just it's just really jarring. <laughs> I do swear too much at work, I think, though. Like, it's it, it, long-term, probably for the best that I, like, cut back a bit uh, just because there is a time and place. But also, it, I don't know, the word fuck is really fun. But Heather wanted to, she, she talked about writing into this show tonight to be like, did you know Chad's not going to swear anymore? I bet he does it. I bet he does, though. And it's like, no, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to swear on the podcast. Like, <laughs> that's not changing she i swear I, to god she was trying to she was setting me up to fail today too the stuff she was saying to me the questions she was that's asking fun though she's such a little troll sometimes and then like it's so funny that like the people she works with just like think she's just crystal clean golden it's like oh it's such a lie work can be entertaining well, i'm glad you had an interesting day at the very least yeah. Oh, I was like dead tired today too because we went. I went to a concert in Madison yesterday, so I didn't get back to like one ish in the morning. Uh, ah. so, so normally I get like eight hours of sleep, and I was rocking like five. Um, so today was today was interesting because I was kind of scatterbrained, but also I had like multiple meetings I had to lead and be productive in. <laughs> it's like, oh no, coffee saved me. I ended up leaving an hour early. I went home. I threw my night guard in, and I took an hour long nap. And I was like, yeah, normally I nap without it. And then I can tell I've been clenching. It's like, well, I'm definitely taking like a, a real honest to God nap. This isn't like 15 minutes. This is like, now I want to be done for an hour. I am the least interesting man. I just talked for eight minutes about nothing anybody should ever want to hear. Like, I'm sorry. That's fun too, though, isn't it? I guess. I like the idea that, um, I, I mean, and I listen to a lot of amateur grade podcasts 
I like the idea that someone listening just likes having us talk about anything in the background where they go about their day and they just feel like they have some company. Mm-hmm. And this is what people talk about is their day at work. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's I yeah, work's been my my the maid boss is gone and it's sort of like, oh, we have to put a new drain in, in this department. Uh he's not around. I guess we're just gonna do it and not tell anybody. And then head of finances came over and I was like, why is there a fucking hole in the floor? And it's like, oh well, that's a good question. And you were gonna find out eventually because you would sign the check to pay these gentlemen. And I, sometimes it feels like I work in like a sitcom or something like there's just a, this weird comedic cartoon aspect to to where I work the factory and it's entertaining to me and I hope it's entertaining to other people yeah I think it is though I think I have this mental image of the two of us like uh, when, when we both retire and we're sitting out front on our porch in our rocking chairs with some lemonade and we just kind of we talk about the incredible savings brought to you by NordVPN, <laughs> just like we used to. Yeah. How are you? How's your week been, Cameron? Uh, my week's been okay, but actually, I'm kind of happy today because uh, you remember that miniatures game I play? Uh, yeah. Do you really? I don't remember the name of it. It's Infinity. That one. That one. So I ordered a model, and it wasn't supposed to come for another, like, three weeks. And then I got a text today that, oh, your delivery happened. Oh, and wow. Like, no way. And so I got this brand new model. Uh, Parvati Circle League Star. I don't know if that subtitle means anything. But I really love the design on this character. Oh. It kind of reminds me of uh, Mercy. Yeah, she's like Robot Mercy. Oh, she's kind of got these like fin wings paint. off the back, but oh yeah, I love I the robot arms your... and stuff. I have this really nice metallic paint that I think will look really good on the uh, that like grid pattern on the arms. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing that. There's I'm an curious. interesting mix of textures too. Like she wears normal clothes over her robot body, and then she has hair. Mm-hmm. So there's different things to do with it, and they're all like the kind of textures that you don't necessarily see in Warhammer, so it requires a different approach. That's fun, though. That keeps you on your toes, right? Yeah, that's the fun part. You don't share a lot of your Infinity models. I don't know if I've seen most of the paint schemes on those that you've I haven't painted any of them yet. Oh, no! I'm literally scared. (laughs) Um, I have to finish. So I have like a set, right? Mm-hmm. there's one model that I haven't assembled yet because as soon as I assemble it, that means the next step is to paint them and I'm afraid. So I just haven't. Sure. So I got this one in and it's like, okay, I'm going to assemble these. I'm going to, I, my goal is to have them primed by the end of the year. I don't know realistically if I'll paint them, but you know, things go fast, but um, I don't want them just to sit unpainted on my desk this whole time, you know? Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been painting my chaos space Marines. Uh, I finished one of them. Yeah, I'm really happy with good. it. Started the other one today. I got the the base colors done: the purple, the the silver trim, and then the brown. I, I can't remember if it was you or Herc that told me to base uh gold paint with brown, but that works really well. Oh, that was a Herc tip. Yeah, that awesome. Totally recommend everybody. If you're gonna paint gold, throw some brown on first. Uh, sticks really well, and I don't know, just 
it works. It really, really works. Yeah, tips like that are the stuff that uh, you you might not ever figure out on your own, but it's not actually like a secret or hidden. You know, it's not some weird technique. It's like, oh, you just do this and it makes it look better. Yeah. Trying to do more like interesting glow effects. Uh, took me like three or four shots at the one shoulder pad to get it to like, you know what? This is close enough. Uh, wet blending on small surfaces really difficult. Uh, but I I like that method better than some of the weird, crazy dry brush glaze, dry brush glaze methods that uh, Midwinter Mini guy was doing. Like that works, but I think it has to be a specific kind of like surface or like shape. Uh, because I, I was really struggling to get the effect to work on, uh, on the shoulder pad. And I think part of that's just like the shape of it and, and whatnot, but it's fun to try new things. You know, I'm getting tired of seeing, hmm. uh, a lot of minis right now are doing this thing where it's like, they'll have a glow effect, but they paint the miniature in a way that they assume that the character is in a pitch black environment. And that one light is the only light in the room. Oh, and it like it doesn't look good when you set it on the table. Like I I get what they're referencing when they're trying to do this, but it's like it's way overboard on the glow. Sure. And there's like a middle ground. There's a very happy spot where it looks like it's actually glowing, rather than some like avant-garde art piece. I could see doing a couple like avant-garde art pieces because that can be fun. But like if your goal is to play with them, yeah, you kind of want it to fit the setting of hey, we're going to war and it's probably on an alien planet, not in a pitch black cave. Yeah, and if you want to tell a story with, like, a hero character, because, like, a lot of them are posed in a way where it's, like, they're stabbing an enemy, and it's, like, that doesn't represent the unit as much as how heroic this action is. So I I get if you want to do, like, a little diorama showpiece for your centerpiece model, and he gets painted totally different, it's like, okay, yeah, because that's really cool. Mm -hmm. But when, like, I'll see an entire, like, death squad... And it's like their eyes are glowing and their gun is glowing and the rest are pitch black. And it's just like half their bodies are glowing green because he's holding his gun out. And it's it's weird because they're also painted in a way where it's it's assuming they're in a pitch dark room and they're also not standing right next to each other. So it hurts the effect when you take a photo like you're presenting these and it's like, well, yeah, but why isn't the guy glowing on the right next to that very bright green light I'm looking at? Mm hmm. You know, it's like some of these details don't seem to get factored in, and I'm not sure what the goal was. Like, do they do they notice what I'm noticing or not? Right. That's a nitpick. I'm not like a pro or something, but I yeah, just I mean, been like, noticing that trend. I'm nowhere near right. Like, like I'm I'm happy with what I did, but it's sort of like I look at any of the tutorials I follow, and it's like, wow, you're you're so much better. But the fact that I can like paint these and be happy with it, and, like show people at work, but hey, look what I did. I painted a little thing. They were like, neat, I don't care. And it's like, yeah, but I fucking did it. Dickhead. Yeah. Now what? I don't know. We, we did we uh did we workshop the the DC movies? I know we were we were thinking about doing that. We can do that. I know we teased it. I have some I, I'm not gonna I'll be honest, I throw a lot of work into this. I have some loose ideas that I think we can play with. So I wanna say I really like this idea when we brought it up, but the more I thought about it. The more I realized that the Zack Snyder cut movie is more or less like the direction I would want to take it anyways, where I, I don't know that I have much more creative ideas because my DC 
awareness isn't as high as my Marvel awareness. So it's not like I can swap out a better bad guy. Sure. uh, Steppenwolf is probably the right pick. So I come from a slightly different background, right? Where I I read a lot of comic books, but I don't like most of the DC comic books I read. I just read them anyways. And I haven't read any of the classic Justice League anything. Like I've read stuff over the last three to four years. And so that's like where I can pull from is like modern Justice League events or modern characters or maybe not modern characters, but the modern takes on them. So I'm coming at this from that perspective. And uh, I guess I can jump into my my idea because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Batman v Superman ends with Superman dying. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So my thought for the follow up is Superman's death triggers basically the next event. Uh, and in this case, I- I'm looking at Justice League Dark, which is like the magic thing, uh, the magic focus of the DC universe right now, where these like trees started sprouting and there's different characters that are kind of chosen to represent the different types of magic or like protect magic on Earth. All that stuff to me is kind of fun because it gets it gets wacky and it allows you to introduce a ton of other characters, but there's still like that gritty world endingness. Like we have to protect this or bad things happen. Um, I don't think Steppenwolf is involved at all, but there are, there's got to be some big bad guy, right? That wants to eat all the magic or take over the magic. I don't know who that is. We don't have to get there yet. He can be he can be the follow up movie. Um, but I like the idea of Superman dies and then a strange like vaguely cataclysmic thing starts happening where like these because i think there's four trees start growing out of the earth that represent different types of magic they're really big they're disruptive uh they're animating corpses they're spawning demons you know like it's a problem right but it's also like it's such a big superhero problem that you need more than just your standard superheroes um one of the great things about justice league dark is it really brings in some of the i don't want to call them b-tier characters but like I want to say Zenata or Zenta. What the hell is her name? I kept I kept thinking Zendaya, and that's definitely not right. Uh, but she's she's a magician. Uh oh oh okay I know exactly who you're talking about now. She yeah you're like she says she says words backwards and that's like how her spells work. Which but is super clever and cool. It's fun. She's cool. I I, I generally like her. Uh, so I would like I would like to bring her in to this because uh she fits. Uh, the comic series brought in Detective Chimp. He was like, uh, almost like the hub character at a certain point, like the exposition guy. Uh, Detective Chimp is dumb, but I, he's dumb in a fun comic book way, and he's also like an alcoholic. Like, there's a gritty DCness to his character that I think would work. I, so here's the thing too: is like, obviously, the way I'm thinking about this movie is like. You're, you got the DC Grimdark, but I kind of want to skew it a little bit into some of the lighthearted stuff and some of the weirder stuff. Uh, whether we want like Shazam because he's a magic character or not, we can do that. Wonder Woman, definitely, because she's a huge player in this. Obviously, Batman. Um, I don't really want to deal with like the Flash or Cyborg. I, I, they don't really have part of this. Uh, but Raven from Teen Titans definitely would. And so I'm trying to think of like who would be our all-star cast, right? The, we got... Uh, Batman and Wonder Woman, and then we're gonna have to introduce uh the the spellcaster with name starts with a Z. I can't remember how to spell it or what it sounds like. Uh, Zendaya, played by Zendaya. I really want Detective Chimp to be the exposition guy, 
and the one that draws everything together, um, Swamp Thing. I really like Swamp Thing. There's a lot of really cool stuff you can do with him. He also kind of runs that balance of like, he's a kind of a gritty character despite being a little goofy. But what he deals with is big. It's cataclysmic usually. He controls like, you know, he's he's the green, the entire like biosphere of Earth is sort of at his control. And this is disrupting that. And so it's like, we got to stop the trees or figure them out or like, everyone could die because crops will stop growing. Like, you know, you go, you go there. Um, I don't know if I want Raven or not. I like Raven, but you know, she's, she's in the pocket, right? We can, we can include her. I, and that's the question. Like how many characters do we want in the ensemble thing? Uh, cause this, this should be coming off of Batman V Superman. So we have the ones we've introduced, but Superman is dead and he's going to stay dead. I don't give a shit about Superman. He can fuck off. So how many more should, you know, would you think you'd want to introduce in a movie like this? Well, if you're going to go silly, are you going to have, like, a Hawkman and or girl? No. Okay. How about Martian Manhunter? I like Martian Manhunter. I don't. But okay. I think he might fit. I don't, I don't know. It, it, I'm trying to think of what role I, uh, he would play. Did you say Green Lantern? No, but we could do Green Lantern. I feel like we want something, like, spacey, right? Yeah, something a little more cosmic. Like, because I think I think having a cosmic character to help explain anything that might come up is like a shortcut that saves time in explaining things, if and when needed. So in, in the in the comic books, when this started happening, there was sort of like this interdimensional bar that they all ended up going to, and I think that's where they met Detective Chimp, and he's like, "I've seen this before." I'm probably really misrepresenting the comics. It's been years. Uh, but he did run this like bar. He was an alcoholic, and he's and he had like a sword that used to be his sword. And he's also a detective. Uh, I think there's some time travel shit at one point. And so I like the idea of them going to this place and just being like, "Hey, what the fuck is going on?" And he's like, "Oh, I've seen these trees before, and you know the other multiverse. Uh, everybody died. If we don't figure out what the trees do, everyone's gonna die here too." Uh, but they're throwing magic amok, and it's like, here's the TV on my bar, and instead of playing the sports game, it's like some demon just, like, barreling through Manhattan or whatever, just destroying stuff. Uh, but, you know, he's a detective, right? So maybe, I, I don't know how much of a role I want him to play, or if I just kind of want him to be the spectator character that gives information. But I do want him in, just because I, I think he's he's fun. No, I'm um, with you there. That's yeah. That is a good choice. Wonder Woman becomes really in- integral in this story, like as kind of one of the keepers of magic. Uh, even though she's not as magical as a lot of the other characters, she has like, she's like the rock, right? That holds them all together. So I, I kind of want Wonder Woman to take a decent amount of charge here. I don't actually know what I want to do with Batman. I think he's kind of the hard one and he's not actually in the comic run. Uh, it's not a Batman story, but since we're coming off the movies, uh, he needs to be in this. Does he? I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. We're kind of stuck with that. I kind of like the that. idea of of Batman having like a detective off with Detective Chimp. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing though. Is um, as much fun as that is to have in a comic book and a movie, you run the risk of the characters like uh, stepping on each other's toes. Yeah, it can be fun to have like a rival aspect to it, but I, I almost would prefer a much smaller movie with less characters to make room for that to get used. And that, and that's the problem too, right? Because 
if you're calling this a Justice League movie, you're expecting some kind of ensemble cast. And what they did makes more sense because people know who the Flash is and they kind of know who Cyborg is. Uh, these other characters I'm bringing in are pretty deep cuts. Swamp Thing, not maybe notwithstanding, people kind of can like look at him and be like, oh, he's a swamp monster. He controls plants because he's green. Like that one kind of, you know, that's an easy, easy make. Everything else is a little more out of left field, I think, which is a problem. I think the event itself, though, with the trees and them throwing magic stuff out and spawning enemies and just, like, destroying things is, like, these very big skyscraper-sized trees is a good visual and would work really well in a superhero movie. Um... It's really just like, okay, keeping the tone somewhat consistent with what's come before it is really going to be the, I think, the challenge. Yeah. Uh, did you see The Suicide Squad? Mm-mm. Oh. Did you plan on it? I've heard really mixed things about it. I I thought it was pretty good. Um, I like I just, um, the director well I think enough. they did a good job. It. Like, it felt like a DC thing. Like, the... The characters and the weird references and stuff were appreciated. Like, everybody loves Polka Dot Man now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite ones, this is in the beginning, but they, <laughs> they brought up this character, and I couldn't believe that they worked him in. But are you familiar with the detachable kid? No. So the detachable kid, it's like literally just his limbs come off. That's a superpower. That would be really good. Like, if you were in, like, a slapstick comedy and you could just, like, make your limbs come off. Yeah, I'm trying to find... Uh, uh, you know, I do a search and only the movie comes up. I want, like, a comic book page. He's so stupid. Like, it, it, it's like... This is when a comic book writer is kind of running out of ideas. Sure. It's just like, wow, his arms fly off and he can slap you. Oh, wow, this is a... What the hell? Yeah. So when they introduced him in the movie, I was in complete disbelief. Like, I can't... Like, oh, wow, they're going there. And this was in the intro. And there's just... There's this great moment where, like, they, they tell him... It's like they're, they're in... It's this, like, really intense mission, right? And they're getting shot at, and the commander is like, Okay, TDK, you need to do it now! He's like, all right. And he like stands out in the open like he's about to like shoot lasers or something. And just his arms pop out and slowly like float forward. And he tries to like punch people with his floaty arms. But they're fighting these like armed militants. So they just start shooting at his arms. And there's this great shot where these two arms are floating in the air, but they're just being shot up by two guys with machine guns. And the camera pans down and you see him like rolling around in the distance screaming. Just without arms. He's just like, ah, 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 my arms. And it's and like they kill him that way where it's just so stupid. And it's like, uh, that's when I knew, <laughs> like, okay, I'm good on this movie. I'm going to I'm gonna watch the whole thing with a smile on my face. They get it. That sounds pretty fun. Um, oh, wait, I now, just, you, I... Again, you can't do this as a sequel to Batman v Superman. Uh, going back to your point that translating tone becomes difficult the more you push it so here's also the problem i just googled justice league dark to see like oh i wonder if i'm remembering the comic book correctly and they did an animated 75 minute movie off the comic book 
So this already exists uh, <laughs> to some degree. I think they removed the trees, but we got we got Swamp Thing. We got Zatanna is her name. Uh, so it's not Zendaya. Uh, Batman is in it, but he's sort of like the magic's not real guy, which is stupid when you're dealing with fucking Constantine and Swamp Thing. Like, of course it's real. That's all their shit is. But I guess Merlin shows up, which is kind of dumb. I don't think that happens in the comic. But basically, uh, my idea that I, I didn't spend a lot of time on, thankfully, but I, it's already been done. Uh, DC already made this into a movie. So this is actually kind of a treat. If anyone out there was was getting interested in this, you can find it now. Yeah, there's Swamp Man. I don't recommend the comic books. They're actually really stupid. Um. Actually, I think the one time I had you and Joe on the comics podcast, that was on the docket. Like, you guys read an issue of Justice League Dark, and I remember Joe being like, what the fuck is this nonsense? Like, he was really not impressed. And I was like, no, this is one of yeah. the Justice League books that's worth reading. And he's like, this can't, that can't be true. There's no way that's true. And it's like, well. Yeah, I think my takeaway from that book I read was literally just, boy, I wish we had more Detective Chimp. Did you see there's a hit hit monkey or something? Yeah, Marvel's Hit Monkey is coming to Hulu this weekend. What the hell? I didn't know Marvel had their own monkey character. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing with the DC Marvel rivalry. If there's any character, there is an opposite mirror in the other franchise. Who is that DC's always. Hulk? Like, Marvel has to have a swamp thing, right? That's a good question. I feel like Marvel's they must. Version of swamp thing. Um, hmm. People are arguing that Man Thing is a copy of Swap Swamp Thing. That sounds like a, I I believe that. And then uh, DC's version of the Hulk is a character named Damage, but I guess he's different because he can only do it for an hour a day. He can only be hulked out limited time. Yeah, and and these copies tend to have enough legal di- difference that you can argue things who's marvel's but, uh, version of batman oh no never mind it's iron man stupid. no it's moon knight who the fuck is moon knight um he's a he's a vigilante that only works at night oh my god yeah that is definitely batman yep and guess what moon knight show next year on netflix no not netflix disney plus um yeah he's a i think he's even a rich guy i think he's like a millionaire (laughs) he's he was quite literally intended to be like well we can compete with batman with this we'll come up with our own uh caped crusader of the night what what besides bats what comes out at night the moon got him end of thought polish july 25th 2021 Moon Knight is commonly thought of as Marvel's version of Batman, but a new comic shows why that has never been the case for his character. All right, I'm sure. There are very clear ideological differences that separate the goals of both characters. Well, yeah, it's like, they're not like, like you said, there's there's copyright exists. They can't, like, copy-paste. But let's be real, you look at Moon Knight, and you look at Batman, and you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Who's DC's Spider-Man? Oh, it's probably like Blue Beetle or something. Oh, yeah, DC's version of Spider-Man. Dude, I typed in DC's ver and auto-completed to version of Spider-Man, Deadpool, <laughs> Iron Man, the whole... Like, this is a question people keep asking. Um, The Tarantula. Which is weird, because the Tarantula is also a Marvel character. Huh. 
I've never heard of I think the he's tri- a villain, I don't know that one so. at all. He I like how he uses a gun. I love there's this thing where like robbers are on the roof of a building and Tarantula's like hanging by a thread off the side of the building, but also just shooting up at the robbers. I dig that. Why not? Why not? The balls though, to just like, oh, Spider-Man's popular? We'll come up with our own spider. I call it the spider person uh, other spider I don't think spider even man webs, no that's taken they? damn what the tarantulas even use webs no maybe that's why he needs a gun uh, <laughs> i love i love the idea that that's his thought process is like like he gains these super tarantula powers but if only i could also make webs like other spiders <laughs> that will complete my tarantula persona love it I think we've done this before, but like, you got to make an original superhero. What's your approach? Ooh, because I love I love playing the MMO. It's that really bad MMO that's still running. Uh, Champions Online. I just love coming up with new hooks for characters. I guess how much freedom does it give you there? Um. Well, like it's a it's a comic book. Like you're literally, uh, you're Stan Lee. And you just want to make a new superhero comic book. Hmm. Because there's a lot of archetypes to pick from. Yeah. I really like the dumb, like, almost lazy uh, animal approach where it's just like rhinoceros man or the mighty giraffe. The mighty giraffe would be fun because, like, his character design, just because the neck is so big, right? Like, he just looked goofy. The Mighty Giraffe would be a Green Lantern character. I'm I'm sorry. His name is Giraffe Man. Oh, is that real? And he does exist. Much God to my disappointment. It. Is he Marvel or DC? I believe... Oh, no, it's Marvel. I... Oh, you know what? I think he's from that planet that Rocket Raccoon was originally from. Like, before Guardians of the Galaxy, Rocket Raccoon was from a series where... Like, there's a planet where everyone's animals... So there's a pig man and a boar man and an elephant man. Draft man actually looks kind of neat in this picture. Not gonna lie. Oh, yeah. That's the sad part is like, oh, giraffe man. Yeah, he's actually pretty cool. I wonder, I wonder what his story is. Well, let's click on the Marvel database here. Oh, boy. Uh, it's from the latest incarnation of the Animen. Don't know what that is. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm not reading this. I'm going I'm to skip the powers. The giraffe man possesses a very elongated neck, much like a giraffe's. Any other powers that he may have possessed have not yet been revealed. The first, he came out in 2005, and no one knows what his fucking powers are? Because I think he just, he probably has a background appearance in one comic book, and they never got around to him. Yeah. Um, I love this group shot they have, though, with, like, that cool pig man behind him, too. I like the idea of, like, his superpower is his neck is long and he looks like a giraffe. I know. It's like, I growing love, up, um, oh, man, I the, the funny, the gags you can do is, like, he gets drunk and he has to puke, but he has to, like, it has so far to throw up. Hangovers would suck for a giraffe, man. Um, have you seen uh, that new that Stranger Things 3? Nope. Oh. So the superpower. How much do you know about Stranger Things? Um, 
enough to understand you when you talk about it, but I but not much more than that. So the superpower in this one is empathy. So you can tell what other characters are feeling, and then you use that information to your advantage to navigate conversations. Oh, and I thought you were talking about the the Netflix show. They both call. I think I things. am. That's Stranger Things. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of um, um, the the video game where the main characters got blue hair in the first run. Life is strange. Life is strange and things. Yeah. Okay. Life is strange three. I haven't played any of them, but I, I I'm more familiar with Life is Strange based on conversations and then watching a guy be like, "Hey, Life is Strange is terrible, and here's why." No. I was like, Thank you. I now have an opinion on Life is Strange. No, I think the first one's pretty good. I've heard good things about this third one, but I don't think I want to. <laughs> so I, this is what I want to talk about. I hate when the superpower is empathy because it always leaves me wondering, like, does the person writing this not experience empathy? Like, I get the idea of supernatural level of empathy where you're like psychically picking up on things that other people wouldn't. Mm hmm. But half the time, it's kind of portrayed like someone's someone walks in the room and they like angrily slam their fists down. But then they're also glowing red thanks to your empathy vision. So, you know, they're angry. And it's like, no, I, I knew they were angry. And it almost concerns me that somebody thinks that's a superpower. Yeah, that, that seems a little weird. I think There's like a middle ground like, where it's like, no, it's not actually super right now. Yeah. Anyone can see that. It's just like visual, like, you know, video game mechanics and stuff like, oh, you, we have to make sure there is a we have to gamify it right it can't just be like well clearly that character is pissed off it's like no no, no you have to really know yeah it's a side effect of the presentation mm -hmm. i get it it's just a jokey it's not a real critique it's just a joke i'm getting tired of people overreacting to that too also i i i don't actually have any opinions on life is strange i i will never play them because i don't want to play that kind of video game I'm sure it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I recommend it to you personally. I think a lot of people want to write it off because it's a walking simulator. But it also, it's not 2010 anymore, so you can grow up by now. I was under the impression you know it was I mean? more like uh, The Walking Dead. It's... I don't think it's... Hmm... I played season one of that and I enjoyed it, but I was also like, I will never play another game like this again because I didn't enjoy it that much. And I wish it had just been a fucking book. I want to do a search now. While you do that, can I throw more bourbon jump. in my glass? Yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. Sorry if this fucks the flow of the show. I just want to know if there's a Detective Chimp movie in the works. Do a search for a movie. <sighs> oh, this is interesting. So, the Shazam director apparently pitched a Detective Chimp movie. Okay, I like the idea that someone out there cares enough to actually bother. Mostly because I think Shazam did pretty good, too. Interesting. I would, I would love that, though. Detective Chimp's the best. I want to make my own superhero. Make your own superhero. superhero generator. Oh, we still got to do the Sonic OC one. We got to keep remembering that. I like that idea. That would be fun, wouldn't it? So when it comes to making your own superhero, I guess like 
you gotta start with a superpower, right? Like, that's kind of why people are here. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know what I would do. Like, there's so many superheroes, like, so much stuff has been taken. So, like, looking around my room like a dumbass, like, what, what inspires me? It's like, well, I got a knife and I got paint. So what if he's got a painting knife? It's not a palette knife. It's a real knife, but it also acts like a palette knife. And now and I'm just like, I think he's more of a villain than a superhero at that point. Like, if, <laughs> if your main hook is knife, you're probably not a good guy. At the same time, he can be like, it's knife to meet you. I think that works, though. In today's comic climate, anything is possible. Yeah. So I'm getting frustrated that I can't find this. I, there was a really great superpower generator I had once. And it had customizable fields for, like, how many words you want in it and whether or not you want to, like, you could theme it if you want to around specific elements or concepts to, like, limit the choices. And one of them was just straight up, like, anime words. Oh, nice. And it was just, it was very interesting because the more you play with it, you could get funny results, but you'd also get things where it's like, oh, I never thought about like about like a chroma swordsman or a radioactive uh, dragon lasers or whatever. Like you would get things that were actually interesting that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, I can't find it though. There's too many stupid like clickbait websites. Wait, okay, I have an idea. So, the main the 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 main character the the superhero in quotes is the the paint guy and he makes things. I I don't know he 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 does the painting thing he he brings color, and then the villain tries to take color away and you're like oh that's stupid why would they do that and the answer is they're basically best friends who accidentally stumbled upon these two powers, uh when they were younger playing I don't know a game or an alien visit him or something it doesn't matter. They have their powers, and they treat their superhero interactions as villain and superhero like a game. And so they, there's no actual danger. It's just like the one guy is just like, I'm going to go take all the color out of this part of the city, and then we're going to fight, and he's going to put it back. And it's like them LARPing, but it actually affects the real world. And like people fucking hate kind of both of them because they make a mess of things, and they stall traffic, and the cops are just trying to like, we're going to find you a fucking Spider-Man. I mean, paint man, whatever. And uh, it's sort of like taking the superhero idea of villain and, and, and hero, but lowering the scale a lot. And then it, 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 it just like, but no one wants them around. Both of them kind of suck. And they're, it's like, go, go, go LARPing in the woods. Stop, stop LARPing in, in downtown and, and, and taking all the graffiti off the walls or whatever. Like, I think that could be fun. I think that could be fun. Um, I, I like, this sounds weeby, but I really like Asian culture stuff. So I'm, I'm drawn to samurai and ninja especially, but it's also like, we're talking about all these animals and stuff. So what if it was like ninjas, but then something you wouldn't expect to be a ninja. That's like slow, like a turtle. I feel like there's been turtle ninjas before. What if it was like a snail? So, oh no, snails are cool. Yeah, I type in turtle ninjas like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles (laughs) already exist. Yes, that was the joke. (laughs) Sorry. Now that you said snail, I'm actually hung up on that. 
one of my favorite Marvel characters just for the power set is um, Iron Man's friend, whose superpower is that he's Iron Man's friend. I was going to say, is it War the Machine. fact that he's Iron Man's friend? Well, yeah, literally. <laughs> War Machine. Oh yeah, War Machine. I want, cool. I want like a, I want like a battle tank equipped snail, like a super intelligent but literally snail sized snail. Oh, like big he's enough tiny. you can hold in your hand, like one of those like big sea snails. But okay, it, not not like a person sized snail. But his shell has like heavy <laughs> like weapons and guns that like crank out of it. And it's like oh. he has to like stealth sneak into a, a evil base that takes like two days to do. But then he can blow him up from the inside out. I googled ninja snail and I'm just like sending you pictures of ninja snails. Wow. You're finding actual results for ninja snail. Some of these are pretty good. What if I do snail superhero? Uh, results are lame. Well, samurai snail. What do we got here? Oh, this one's fucking cool. He's got like full oh, samurai yeah. armor. See, and incorporating like, armor into a snail is like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and his eye stalks are sticking out of the, the, the samurai helmet. I actually like that. That's adorable. Snails are the best. If I was a snail, I would introduce myself as Shelly and then laugh for a bit and go, <laughs> I'm just teasing. And no one would ever appreciate it. Probably not. Oh, that's beautiful artwork. Yeah, I found a really Kyle cool picture. Gretch. It's uh, the frog, the snail, the turtle. It's like a samurai snail, a samurai frog chilling on a giant turtle shell. Um, oh no, I think the turtle is like he's like the old wizened, grizzled uh, character. The, the frog is smoking a pipe. That's a fucking cool piece of art. I like this. This yeah, is something I don't know if you had like a tangent, but I love it. If you had like a hippie van. You'd put this on the van. Actually, yeah, that would be good van art. I kind of like the idea of doing like a comic book action thing, but with snails. And I feel like that's been done before. Um, maybe not as a, like, as like a video game or something instead of a comic book. Isn't there like snail warfare or slug warfare or something? There's got to be. It's not that originally of an idea. Oh, right? I'm thinking of worms, but kind of similar thing, right? Like, yeah. Arthropods that are slow, but with guns. I think snails are kind of cool though, because you got the shell aspect, and 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 you can um, add add heavy weapons to them. Oh boy! Oh, that went down the wrong pipe. That bird. Okay, well we meandered around this failure of an idea. I'm never gonna recommend an idea again. I I, I had fun tonight. I'm glad. I just, I think in my mind, it's like, oh, there's so much to talk about with Zack Snyder's Justice League. But I think all the valuable tidbits I already said in that last episode we did. Maybe. But you know what we did is we got to hang out together. We did. I enjoyed that. Um, You know what else I enjoyed? What? My Glad Space. What's your Glad Space? Halo Infinite. Cool, I can't get it to run on my computer. Oh. Now it's a sad space. No, go on. I, uh, Joe thinks he can... There's got a, uh, There's a couple things I can try yet to get it to run. There's apparently a script you can like, make it run that'll lower the resolution on the textures. Uh, and I think that will 
solve my problems. When are you going to just get a computer that runs? Well, not anytime soon, because they're like fucking $3,000 right now. They shouldn't be. I feel like the only the, the only way to do it is to get really expensive pre-made or to enter the black market to try and find a graphics card that's worth a damn. I wonder if I can find my computer. I bought mine on Amazon. Oops. Of course, I guess that was a little while ago. They might not make this model anymore. I'm running a 970 card, which is definitely... 970, wow. On the older side. Um, Holy cripes. Yeah, my computer on Amazon costs like $1,000 more than when I bought it. So yeah, that's... <laughs> Yikes. It's yep. a lot worse than I thought. Oh my goodness. Um point is I bought a I bought an Xbox cuz those are cheap. <laughs> so Halo runs great on it. Uh, how how is the Halo? I want to say uh, it, it's a little like hyperbolic to say it this way, but it really reminds me of Halo 3. Oh. Like I got a Halo 3 feeling playing it. Now it's not perfect. It's not just Halo 3 again. It's not a nostalgia thing. It's just I feel like the last couple tried too hard. And this feels a little less like it's trying hard, except for the fact that because it's free, they're doing that free to play thing where there's like a battle pass and cosmetics. So that feels less satisfying than like unlocking stuff normally on a normal game. But if you don't really care about that stuff, it doesn't get in the way. I think the map designs are pretty good. I think the guns feel pretty good. Um, the I, I've only played a handful of games, but they just sort of felt right. Like when I died, it's like, oh, I did something wrong. It wasn't like Battlefield where, oh, I spawned and died. I don't know what I'm doing. When I get a kill, it's satisfying. There's some cool trick stuff you can do with the, like you can get a grappling hook. Yeah, I guess that's pretty fun. And these two guys ran around the corner and they both threw grenades at me. And I shot a grappling hook and grabbed the guy and like zoomed at him while explosions are going off behind me. And I punched him in the face. And it's like, this is the best Halo ever. Um, that Little stuff like that will creep up time to time. Nice. It's Yeah, I like it. I'm happy with it. Again, it's free, which is interesting. Um, So anybody can try it, really. The download is only like no 20 not gigs, to. too. It's not terrible. Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to grow with time. Yeah. But now's a good time to maybe just dip your toe in and go, oh, okay. And if it's, you know, if it's not clicking, it's no big deal, which is kind of refreshing. My brother and his friends have been playing it a lot recently, and, and they've been having a lot of fun. Uh, my goal this weekend, I think, is to try and get it to run. Right now, I can get into the menus, and I can try and load, like, a practice session, and it it crashes as soon as the loading bar finishes. Okay. So something's getting well, That means that up. it is booting. It's Yep, it's booting. Uh, I still need to disable uh, Steam Overlay. I haven't tried that yet. And then I got to try the texture thing Joe talked about. I think those are my last two Hail Marys, and if neither of those work, my computer's just not good enough to run it. How, um, how about you? You have something that does work? Yeah, I guess I guess my glad space is probably the concert I went to last night that I uh, mentioned earlier in the show. Um, yeah. I saw Shadow of Intent and Born of Osiris, which are two uh, 
Shadow of Intense definitely in the deathcore genre. Born of Osiris, probably just like really heavy metalcore. But, you know, really, really big, angry, heavy shows. Uh, I don't get to see a lot of that kind of music around here. Shadow of Intent had been kind of a bucket list band for a bit. And so it was really cool to get to see them. It was uh, interesting because I'm trying to like enjoy the music, but I'm also just like trying to watch Ben and be like, what are you doing? What, what, you know, what, how are you making these noises and trying to like learn while I'm there? So there's a slight disconnect there, but uh, on the whole, like I, I had a really good time. Uh, both those bands are really good live. Born of Osiris fucking rock. Like, God damn, they, I don't know what it is about, about their music or something, but like, it's got, it's got so much more bounce to it. They have two guitars. So like the guitar tone is like really fat, just like big. Um, their vocalist is a really good front man. He's just having a lot of fun. He's getting people to go, you know, jump around and just have a good time. Uh, he's very, very charismatic. Uh, Ben for Shadow of Intent, fantastic vocalist. I feel like he, he doesn't quite have the front man charisma, but he makes up for it by, you know, doing a really good drain pipe impersonation. It was, it was a good time. Um, it's, it was neat being at a show again, just any, any kind of show in general, right? Like that's slowly coming back. This one sold really well. So just being like a packed theater again was kind of weird, uh, to get used to. But then by the end was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like we, everybody in here is vibing to the same thing. You know, we're all like doing this and it's, it's a good time. And even just like the drives there and back were kind of cool. I bought a bunch of CDs. Joe grabbed a bunch of CDs. We just kind of chilled and listened to music there. And it was it was a good afternoon. Well, that's cool. That's we got kinda... a really good parking spot, which is probably like my favorite part of the whole damn story. <laughs> I don't you know, you, you're driving a ways and you have to like find a parking spot, right? And like, I feel like that's way more stressful than it should be. And so when it's like really easy or you find like a spot really close by and you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, that's something that I kind of want in this like cyberpunk future we're headed is like, I want self-driving cars just for the parking. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go to the, you, there's a parking dock where you just, you pull in at the front door, you get out, you push the button and it floats away. You don't know where your car is going. Doesn't matter when you need it. It'll come back. So here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, and not to like drag the show on too long, but so the Staples Center got renamed to Crypto.com Center. Okay. And it got me thinking uh, about some dystopian future. Like, what if we just start renaming like cities or streets to like websites and brands? And it's like, oh yeah, I live in I live in Blizzard.com, or or oh yeah, I'm on Target wait, wait. Street. But I mean, what did it what did it change its name from? Staples. Which is a company. Isn't that a brand? Yeah. The thing is, I, is like, like Staples is vaguely not around anymore. I think that the 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 the, the thing is they put dot com after it, right? Like it's it's not like crypto stadium. It's crypto.com okay. You're center. Right. <laughs> if it was crypto stadium, it might be less weird. Crypto stadium would be like, okay, at least it sounds futuristic. Like I get like there's the capitalist aspect. There's always gonna be, right? The whole point of that stadium is like Every 20 years or whatever, the name goes up and it gets like auctioned off and, and these people happen to win it. Um, that's just the name of the game. It's, yeah, it's like putting a specific URL in there. But it takes it from like, I can kind of ignore this to like, fuck, that is just tacky. And obviously, you know, my mind is just like, oh, I wonder if I'll end up living in, you know, Xbox.com instead of the town I live in. Like, 
if this will become a thing. So, have you ever seen Demolition Man? Uh, no. Because I feel like we've talked about this before. Um, Do you remember what Demolition Man's about? No. So, guy goes to the future, and it's this, like, cyberpunk dystopian future. And it's the stuff that we're talking about where it's, like, the branding and the marketing and everything. And there's, like, a throwaway line at some point about the great, like, fast food chain wars. And whatever happened, Taco Bell won. And Taco Bell is, like, the only restaurant left in America. That's funny. And it's, like, it, but it's not, like, the Taco Bell you think of. It's more like this, you know, it's the best. Like, you, oh, we're going to the Taco Bell tonight. It's a big deal. Oh, it's and, like a five-star like you go restaurant in and there's like a thing. classy, there's a guy playing piano, but he's playing like old jingles because that replaced our music. Um, I've got a scene here from YouTube. Alrighty, I'm clicking in one, two, three, go. It's like a classy night bar kind of thing. Oh, wow. And I love all these, like, rich people <laughs> with their their fine chalices and wine glasses just drinking Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Oh, and it's like, uh... I like the food is like the, the deconstructionist tiny... You yeah, know. it's like a perfect little triangle with a dab of tomatoes on it. Yeah. Um... I think that you would appreciate this movie, but it's also kind of weird because it's so old that it's frustrating the stuff it predicted. Oh, yeah? You know, it's it's one of those where you're going to laugh, but you're also going to cry. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to see if I can find this and watch it. That that looks pretty good. It's got to be somewhere. I don't like Shudder or something. Let me see. Demolition Man is streaming. Oh, you know what? It's on Hulu. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, it might be on Amazon Prime also. And according to Rotten Tomatoes, it's 60%. So there you go. problem with watching it on Hulu is there's probably going to be ads. Oh. <sighs> At the same time, it's probably only like a 90-minute movie, so commercial breaks in and that isn't as bad as like a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. I want to check my Amazon Prime right now. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do not. Because I do not just for the video. Like, I got it for the other stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, this video stuff's not bad. Yeah, we've talked about it. Um, I think there's a couple of anime on there that Joe wants to watch. So it's one of those things like, well, what if we get Amazon Prime for a bit, watch some anime, get some free shipping? Oh, annoying. So it's uh, it's a $3 rental. Uh, or I can get it for free if I have Showtime. Demolition Man's around. You guys can figure I it out. I bet my neighbor has that. I I'll have to message him. Because he's got all those like old crazy sci-fi movies. Oh, you know what? Yeah, this is kind of a... I don't want to call it a cult classic, but it's almost a staple. Maybe that's a better word. Like, it's not great, but also it's the kind of thing you want on your VHS shelf. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. ask her. Because if she does, like they'll they'll definitely let us borrow whatever the hell movies they want. We, 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 uh, we got the thing from them that we watched a couple weeks ago. Actually, it's probably more like a month or two ago now, but... Fuck, that movie's really good. Yeah, it's a good movie. Among Us, the movie. You gotta love the it when film. like those older movies like really hold up, and you're just like, yeah, this... 
Everyone was right about this movie. This movie's fantastic, and it's still fantastic. Fuck you, Tessa. Yeah, I wouldn't say that about Demolition Man, but... (laughs) Um, Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, I recommended a podcast to you called Alienating the Audience. Yeah, with uh, Andrew Heafy? No. Yeah, he actually... I think he did an episode not too long ago about Demolition Man. You probably just listen to that instead and cut out some time. I do, I do like him as a podcaster. Oh, he's fantastic. Andrew Heaton. I'm dumb. You say yeah, he does some sci-fi stuff, too. Yeah, he has a sci-fi show where he actually, like, sometimes it's just him talking with his friends. But often, if he can, he'll get actual, like, authors of the books and talk to the author about their own book, which is just, I think that's what you want if you're a fan of sci-fi novels, right? So did he actually write this Death Worlders? Or is that something Who's he, he just like Andrew Heaton? No. No, oh, he, he didn't recommended write that. It. Okay. It, yeah, he's he they did an episode um discussing it and his friend uh recommended it to him. It's interesting because uh like Death Worlders, I think it's called. Which is also it's a rough name because if you do a search for it, there's like a book series called Death Worlder. Or Death Worlds or something, and it's like it's technically more popular. So finding what this other thing is is hard. Cause it was like a short story that some guy posted on 4chan. Yeah, which is kind of And then neat. that got like saved to some weird archive thing, and then someone on Reddit shared it, and someone else was inspired and started writing more stories that take place in that universe. And then the popularity got back to the guy that wrote it, and he was like, Wow, I didn't know people liked this. I'll keep writing it. So he ended up doing like a chapter two that goes after the many other chapters fans have written, but he incorporated their lore into it, so it's all canon. So it's like this community thing that's also kind of interesting. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'll have to at least get the prologue a read. I, yeah, I recommend at least that, but um, I recommend listening to Alienating the Audience. That's my recommendal. I recommend drinking with your good friend. That's a good choice. Um, I recommend like commenting and subscribing. And yeah. keep, keep a smile on that face. And yeah. a, I don't a fire in the fireplace. That's beautiful, man. Okie dokie. Good night everybody. Night everybody.